0: Howdy, folks, and welcome to the Nonsense Bazaar.
1: Well, howdy. Yeah,
0: well, howdy. <laughs> howdy, partner. I'm your sheriff, Willis Truman.
1: And I'm Sequoia Kennedy. Hello, sheriff.
0: How? how?
1: how? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. What else to say other than howdy?
1: What else is there to say?
0: Oh, not not much, oh. to be honest. No, there's plenty to no, say. No,
1: there's plenty to say. Plenty to say.
0: The State of the Union. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum.
1: See, so, yeah, I'll... D- is do they play the the fucking hail to the?
0: I can't say that I've ever watched a State of
1: the Union. You're an irresponsible citizen. I know. Yeah, this is. I figured it'd be a good time to uh, give a uh, the State of the Union bizarre. Yeah, uh, like that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: like that. Because we've Cause done a lot of
1: episodes. We have, and you know, we just did a, a big old series. We're gonna do a a, a three parter starting next week. That's very different. That would be a good time to like, kind of take a review. See, what you know, just what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, just take a this? big,
0: deep breath in and out.
2: <sighs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Because like, we when we started the show, we didn't know what we were really gonna be doing. We had some vague ideas, topics, ideas. I think we were thinking we'd be doing more. I don't know, UFO stories or something. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely didn't expect to
0: find nonsense in, like, we found it in a lot of places. We
1: found it in a lot of places. And we've also been following some, as well as doing like an episodic thing, telling individual stories. We've been following some, like, threads.
0: Oh, for sure. Don't yeah. think I've forgotten about oh. Connor Murphy or anything.
1: I, I have totally oh, forgot God, about him. Oh, God. We're going to. I forgot the fuck. Oh, I forgot that fucking guy a long time gonna ago. We're going to check
0: back in on some of my topics. and We are. Yeah. <clears> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we got to catch up with
1: Connor um yeah we do hi connor (laughs) uh and uh, over the course of this we've been kind of building we've been learning stuff about the world me and you right yes we've been uh you just you're looking at that beer like it just bit you
0: (laughs) it's cold (laughs) it's cold in my mouth
1: you're, you're welcome for the cold beer.
0: Thank you. <laughs> On your birthday.
1: It is my birthday. Yes.
0: Yeah. Happy birthday, Sophia. thank you.
1: Thank you. I'm getting fucking old. Yeah. Not really. I'm 32. I'm yeah. fine. I'm and sorry. You'll
0: be the magic number next year. You'll yeah, be initiated. That's
1: the year Jesus died.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. I'm turning 27 this year. How many, mm. I'm, you know? Yeah. Indeed.
1: Yeah. We'll be fine. We we'll got at least fine. a couple more years. But like throughout doing the show, I, I've i started to think about things in a different way. I started to see layers of things that I didn't see before, you know, mm-hmm. weirder things. And I think uh, it'd be cool to review those, you know, kind of have a conversation about some of the weird shit we've been coming to conclusions on talking about just ourselves that haven't made it into any episodes and shit. Uh, and then to kind of give some previews of like where we want to go from here because normally when people like do an episode we're like we're gonna talk to you guys audience it's like we're breaking up <laughs> we're ending <laughs> the show this is the last episode yeah you know we're not doing that no we're gonna do some weird shit basically there's like three things we kind of do we do the research
2: mm-hmm. we
1: do the storytelling yeah we do the fucking jokes yeah you know um we try to we attempt to yeah yeah We do poop
0: jokes. (laughs) You can always count on us for poop and a fart.
1: We're the hidden Mahatmas of poop jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But one of my goals, like, is the, I don't know, I'm always, I've always been someone who, like, feels, you know, that I have to make a point, except I don't know what that point is.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm trying
1: to say. Like, yeah, listen to me, but I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. But I think, like, one of my goals has always been, like, uh, demystification of sort of out there, weird, outlandish things, you know? Mm Mm-hmm magic, the paranormal, yeah, but also just, like, spirituality and religion in general. Uh, yeah. Maverick human beings. Um,
0: or just, I, I just like that idea of peeking behind the curtain. I've always the heard, loved The yeah. Wizard of Oz. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, Alice in Wonderland for, and I think a lot of people, those are their, a lot of people say that those are their favorite movies. Yeah. Because it's, like, who doesn't love to go down the rabbit hole? Who doesn't love to see the other side? Right. You know? Like, wow, I didn't know that, that there was this whole other world.
1: Right, exactly. And I think there, and I I don't know, I, I sort of feel like the the world we live in is fucking fairyland. It is the other world.
0: It is. Like, it's it insane. Is. It's So when, truly when I insane. get that little peek behind the curtain, it's, I don't want it to just be me. I want to call everybody I know over to be like, right. well, hey, look at this. This right, is crazy, right. huh?
1: And then also, like, in terms of, like, the, the spooky shit, right? Like, regardless of, like, the validity of individual paranormal experiences, like as told, yeah, the belief and the the belief in and the consequences of these things is like undeniably real and undeniably important.
0: Right. So right? it doesn't even matter if ghosts are real or not because right. of the impact that they've had.
1: We've never even talked about ghosts on this show. Yeah, <laughs>
0: we that's just literally my, never
1: that's have. The, I know. But yeah.
0: That's the first thing you know, that came to my we mind. Yeah, we did optimal frequency we got to check back in with him too because he's been talking to john benet ramsey's ghost he's been doing all sorts of things
1: wasn't fucking real yeah dude i swear to god i love that theory i fucking mm.
0: i really love that theory. people
1: are like what the fuck my dude her dad worked for access graphics a subsidy of lockheed martin look at deep fakes look at this person does not exist bro bro yeah, I'm good. I, I can't do I can't go on that rant yet. No,
0: that's guys, that's a look deep into paranoia. It. Look, yeah. look into it. That's a it's really weird. fun one. It's real weird. So who knows well, what optimal frequency has been talking to?
1: Who knows? I think he's a fucking Russian. Uh, <laughs> 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 a fucking Russian. Player.
0: Everybody, Everybody is. Because
1: like, here's, you know, you, well, here's the other like here. Here's uh, an example of these things being undeniably real and undeniably important. People are now hearing the name Alexander Dugan for the first fucking time.
0: I know it because you told it to me like I've, a year ago.
1: Dude, I've been yelling about Alexander Dugan for years. I mean, read
0: Dark Star Rising. Yeah. I remember you telling me that. And then yeah, I, yeah. I listened to the audiobook a little bit. Well, but didn't
1: finish it. That's all right. <laughs> now I might, though. Yeah, you probably should. <laughs> yeah, it's very also, topical now. About, uh, you know, when we did the Biosphere series, I was like, Steve Bannon, we'll get back to him. Same thing. They're both wizards and they're both fucking around and doing yeah. bad shit. Read, um, Rita, um The War for Eternity, the profile of Steve Bannon too. That's fucking great book. Uh, Steve Bannon is a mystic, spooky motherfucker. Weird, weird. Uh, but yeah, like you know, Russia right now is on some fucking holy war kick, and it's insane. And it's because of some fucking wizard with ties to Western occult tradition. And some he's basically an incel chaos magician. Just grew his beard out and started yelling. Yeah, it's great. It's fucking exactly
0: who should have power. So
1: good. I love it. Yeah, (laughs) it's awesome. But like, yeah, and so I think that like a lot of these things, like shit, UFOs and big, these all, uh, they've all had cultural impact. They've all had impact far beyond the initial scope of these experiences.
0: Right. Well, I'll... William Dudley Pelley. Right. He, the most successful and largest fascist group in the United States. Yes. Run by a guy who talks to UFO, to, talks to aliens. Yeah. Exactly. has a, a UFO religion.
1: We're actually going to talk a little bit more about William Dudley Pelley at the end of this episode.
0: Yeah. So like, influential people get into weird stuff.
1: Weird shit. And it's hard, especially since like, I was listening to um, AP Strange has been talking about humor in the paranormal a lot. Lately, excellent. And like, yeah, on like his show and uh, some shows he's been on, um, and like, yeah, and I think I've always felt that like humor is a way to help the medicine go down. Yeah, it's a spoonful of sugar, right? Totally. It's you can you can talk about some of these weirder, more outlandish ideas, um, and if you use humor, like normal people will listen a lot of times. <laughs> The people that who, is
0: so true. Yeah,
1: it's why it gets the and, defenses down. I mean, like, yeah, exactly. Like my favorite comedian of all time is Doug Stanhope. Mm-hmm. Second, actually, Bill Hicks was a preacher. I, I don't know if I like calling him a comedian. Yeah, right. You yeah, know? But he's I like he's a huge. He's a funny too. preacher. He's a very funny preacher. Yeah. yeah. So some of his stuff's a little dated, but that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of gross, but it's, it's all right, Bill. <laughs> it's all right. You've done more good than harm. It's fine. And like. Yeah, while we do deal in the paranormal, the magical—that that's not the only nonsense out there, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Some things that have nothing to do with ghosts, Bigfoot, UFOs, or magic are just as, if not more, fucking insane.
0: The light party. Yeah. I remember, David. yeah I remember David?
1: Not a lot of our audience does. That's the least listened to episode. No well, one wanted to guys, hear about David. guys. Guys. <laughs> it's,
0: it's fucking it's ridiculous. Fucking David, David and David the light party. It's fucking absurd. I slept on episode. Yeah. Truly. Seriously.
1: Well so yeah, let's let's talk about some of the ideas we've talked about in this over the last forty five episodes. Look at some threads, kind of identify them and shit. Yeah. And uh, you know, let let you guys know, audience, you know, how we might progress, why we're so fucking paranoid, and how we've mm-hmm. been thinking about some of the larger questions, problems, and like weird shit we've stumbled into. Now there's a <laughs> I think one of the overall themes of modern paranormal research is the concept of like meta narratives stories that reach out yeah you know of course that's not actually that modern the shaver mystery was one of those more i think about the shaver mystery the weirder it fucking is
0: a lot of paranormal stories like involve the phenomena reaching out yeah. rather than people going and looking for it yeah i find that Oftentimes, you'll hear people saying, "I want an experience so bad. I've never had one. I've heard about so many, and I want to have one." And they they don't get. They
1: don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like that. I've never really seen a fucking UFO. Thought I did once. It was just satellites. But I was on mushrooms, and it was, you know, it's it's not a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all thought it was. Yeah. Oh it was yeah. Fine.
0: Every, everybody takes like acid or shrooms once and goes outside and it's like, I'm going to see a UFO tonight. Tonight's going to be the night because I'm on these psychedelics.
1: No, dude, listen, listen to the shit. It's my buddy's graduation party, graduating high school. And, um, you know, when you're younger, it's really fun to go on walks, especially Mm -hmm. when you're drunk. Especially when you're fucking shit hammered. still
0: fun to do that.
1: It's great. It's great. Great all the time. And now you realize, like, the older you get, the more you realize that you, you might get arrested and shit. Yeah. Starts to have more consequences. Yeah. Yeah. I'd still do it, though. but, you know, a couple of us ate a bunch of mushrooms and a couple of us got really drunk and one of us had a broken, broken leg and he didn't want to go on the walk with us. Makes sense. So we put him in a little red wagon. Yes. Yeah. We said, like, D- dude, if you, like, if we find a little, if we carry you in a little red wagon. Will you go? Will you go? And he was like, Yeah, fuck you. We went and got a little red wagon. We hauled his yeah. fucking dumb ass all the way down the road. We were carrying tiki torches, which has a <laughs> negative connotation. It was a different time. <laughs> it was a very different time. And we walked to our band teacher's house.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm sure he was. We were just on mushrooms. Like, did you see It was see late him? at night.
1: He was very much asleep.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mr. Coin, if you're listening.
0: It's fucking funny. We paid
1: tribute. <laughs> and we stopped and saw, in a field satellite. with a little red wagon, tiki, tiki torches have a grand old time saw three satellites go across the sky and then like separate into a triangle from the line and oh yeah and I didn't realize until like years later that satellites just do that weird mm. shit it's a consequence of the earth being around and stuff yeah Um. Yeah. I
0: can understand why you would mistake that though
1: oh it was such a, it was
0: that must have been awesome in ignorance the was so
1: bliss yeah. yeah yeah yeah
0: I'm glad that you could experience that in the moment
1: yeah yeah no it was the best UFO sighting ever <laughs>
0: <laughs> the best non-UFO UFO sighting.
1: It was unidentified at the moment, at the time, you know. Yeah. But I, I think that, like, I want to, like, acknowledge that, like, there's... All the the shows, the creators, all the fucking people who are looking into strange shit. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it seems like fiction because it's so outlandish and weird. But it's not. Yeah. It's where we're all looking into, you know, end quote, the phenomenon. Well, that's
0: what kind of my thesis for our show was intended to be. I wanted to tell stories that were so crazy that people almost can't (laughs) believe that they're true.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And because that is what makes life so fantastical. And that's the reality that I enjoy living in is ours because it's actually really crazy.
1: Yeah. And like, it it feels weird to me sometimes when I I've always been very self-conscious of like wanting to stand on my own two feet, Mm -hmm. not wanting to be derivative of
2: anything,
1: you know, but, and it's, it's hard sometimes when you're looking at stuff that like other, your peers are also looking at. Mm -hmm. And if it is one phenomenon and if it is the same plot, you're going to bump into it, bump into each other's stuff. And And
0: that's good.
1: I think so. Yeah. Because
0: then you can build off of each other's research and viewpoints and narrative. You can learn more from
1: that. Yeah. And like, I would very much like to get in touch with some of our peers and like, Swap notes on some shit.
0: Yeah. You know, I'd like to branch out more too and be a bit more like community. We,
1: well, we've both been living in the fucking woods our entire lives. I know. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're loners. We're, we don't have a lot of people around us. Yeah. <laughs> we got the forest fortress, it's, uh, which is good.
0: It is. In I these, like it.
1: In these uncertain times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got my like, guns and trees. Fuck you.
0: <laughs> on top of the hill surrounded by yeah. forest.
1: Hell yeah. It's a good place to be. True. I'm down on the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a lot of time to put this episode together because like... This is know. uncertain times. It's it. It actually is. But it's... That's all right. It's a liminal space.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. going to have to be all right is what I've learned.
1: Yeah. I'm going to have to make it all right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 32 now. I'm old enough and fortuitous enough to mm-hmm. plant my Doc Martens, my new Doc Martens in the in the dirt.
2: And so, yeah. You
1: know, this is my land. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what, what kind of trip I'm on about right now. Um,
0: <laughs> my so, land, you best get off my land, or I'll send my rats after you.
1: Fuck you. <laughs> War is almost over. Yeah. Yeah. We're all, we're almost winning. <laughs> so this is some of the shit that we've talked about. Well, I think you know our very first episode. Has stayed relevant. The Pais effect. Yeah. (laughs) The layer of confusion and who's fucking who here.
0: That's true. Yeah. That is very, very true. What an apt first episode.
1: It really was. Because everything is a psyop. Everything is illusion. It is, or, or it's the power of, everything is the power of narrative and the power of the thing, the power of the things that happen inside the mind. Yeah. You know? I, I personally don't believe in some of the I believe believes a weird. I'm skeptical of um a lot of the wilder things people say they can do on command. Say but some of the wilder magic stuff. Some of the right. you know I uh, can
0: conjure a storm.
1: I bet I mean well, it can happen sometimes. It can happen when L. Ron Hobbard steals your money.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Scientologists remember that you can you can blow this whole thing to
0: Mark Prophet could do that too.
1: I've heard a lot. I've heard stories of people controlling the weather, but you know, invoking angels to full visible manifestation, F- shit like yeah, that. fully
0: vis- visible manifestations. I feel like are just very uncommon.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was I, I finally started reading um, Crowley. I uh, started uh, reading magic and theory and practice, and everyone should probably just read Crowley to get a better understanding of this, because he's like yeah, full visible manifestation is just like a really vivid imagination.
0: Yeah. You like know, you see, it, like, you have a vision in your head.
1: You know exactly what it looks like, but it's not like standing in front of you and shit. Yes. It's way easier for me to believe. Now, I could be totally fucking wrong. And I would like to know if I'm right or wrong. Like, I'm very curious about all that. Like, what is the physical reality of some of this crazy shit? Mm-hmm. But regardless of that, like, so many of the things we've looked at, there's just these layers of deception and, like, layers of glamour. Yeah. You know?
0: It's hard to parse out truth sometimes. And it's
1: hard it's hard to parse out what's objectively real and what's subjectively real and it's even harder to parse out parse out where where that matters, where yeah, that what distinction
0: Yeah, what to pay matters. attention
1: to. Yeah. yeah. And like it's also very interesting that like we've we've seen a lot of the same narrative games play out over the course of different generations. Yep. Yeah, it's like all the same shit. It's almost like there's a tactic that you can use
0: uh-huh. that
1: feels and looks the same that accomplishes similar goals. Yeah, the power of religious storytelling. Mm-hmm. The you know the power of narrative, the power of fiction, or not even fiction. The power of narrative it doesn't have to be fiction, right? You can have nonfiction narratives, right? It'd be totally true and still yeah. be a narrative. Yeah, the power of meaning, giving meaning to something. It's very interesting.
0: I mean, what is a, a cult but a group of people who all believe the same stuff? Um, or who have I been would actually, convinced of?
1: I would take umbrage with that.
0: Yeah, I, that didn't come out the way that I. Yeah. That I'm thinking about it. So let me restate that. <clears throat> They're all people who have a opted into a reality that's different than the reality outside of the cult.
1: That's a pretty succinct way to to do it, and might be trapped because of it. Right. Because right. there's like the you know there's the criteria of like diagnosing a cult like the changing of language the um isolation because
0: what you do is you're changing how a person thinks about the world they're
1: opting into a different reality yeah yeah
0: the reality of of the cult so the whole like how do you get someone to do that through information yes changing like you have to lead them to believe that this is this is how reality should be because then it will lead to this and you want that, right? I'm going to convince you that you want that.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, a thing that has kept coming up and I didn't expect it to keep coming up. And now I think it might be like the most important linchpin in like what we've been looking at is hypnosis. Yeah. And like before we even started the show, like, you know, you were telling me how interesting hypnosis was and I didn't take it seriously. Mm-hmm. It's not that I didn't take it seriously. I didn't realize how impactful and like...
0: Right. And I think people misunderstand what it is.
1: I think so too. Um, Because
0: it doesn't mean a total loss of control over yourself. Right. You're very in control of yourself. Yeah. You can be hypnotized while driving down the road. You go Mm -hmm. into a state of trance. You miss your exit because you were zoning out. You were in trance then.
1: Right, right, right. People go
0: into trance all the time. You go into trance when you're watching TV. That's why movies are such a excellent way Mm -hmm. of injecting propaganda into people
1: yeah and by the way propaganda is not always bad it's a tool right just like hypnosis yeah so um, it's
0: a way of uh in delivering information yeah
1: yeah and i've been kind of thinking of like hypnosis as a latch Hmm. that you can because when you see like hypnotic inductions and shit some of it seems so simple that it couldn't possibly work yeah you know what i mean like it seems so fake Um,
0: Well, it's like at the beginning of a concert. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Like even like something simple like that is just like a intentional building of emotion. Yeah. You know, there's just very simple ways to induce a person or a group.
1: The, the, The wildest one that I've seen was in Hellier where they're doing the alien abduction hypnosis thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That the way that dude you know, that he's was like, real sits for him. In, sits in, well, it was the induction was so fucking crazy to me. Oh yeah. Like is he dude sits him down and he's like, you know, like, hey, you, you know, we just gotta establish a report, you know, I'm so and so. He goes to shake his hand, and then he just like grabs his hand with the the hypnotist grabs dude's hand with his other arm and like grabs his shoulder or like taps him on the head and just like does all these things that totally disorients breaks yeah. his orientation. Of what he expects to happen. Breaks expectations. And it's almost like that. Unlatches. Confusion
0: is an amazing hypnotic tool. Because then a person's caught off guard. They're a little bit more open. Right. Because they're confused.
1: Their conscious and subconscious minds aren't working in concert. To keep the threat out. Yeah. Essentially like the. You've opened the door. And you can get in there. Mm -hmm. You know.
0: And then of course once he's sort of under. Then you hear the hypnotist say things like. Now, this is all under your control. Yeah. If you want this to stop, it can stop at any time. But throughout the whole thing, the the person undergoing the hypnosis keeps saying stuff like, I don't want to go in. Mm-hmm. I, I'm turning around, but there's nothing there. I can't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I have to go forward. I don't want to, but I, I have to. Right, right. And I wonder how much of that is the pressure of what's going on literally in the room with all the cameras around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the expectation in his mind that this is the experiment that they're doing and he doesn't want to mess it up for everybody and like wake up. So, and you see kind of that struggle in what he's talking about under hypnosis when he's. Yeah. expressing how troubled he is, how yeah. much he doesn't want to go forward, but everybody else is doing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's such a good point. It threw me off from what I was what I was thinking about, what was say. Uh
0: Yeah. Well, he still wanted to do it, but it shows right. that there were those ex- external forces at play in his mind, which I really picked up on when I watched that.
1: Well, because you're that's something you've been interested in for a long time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because to me, if I was the person um, doing the hypnosis, I guess like his insistence that he didn't want to go into the room, didn't want to go forward, felt like he had to, but didn't want to. To me, I I read that as his subconscious mind doesn't want to do this and is afraid to do this.
1: And I'm sure it was. Or maybe because I had when we did our hypnosis experiment i had similar reactions to certain things yeah what was really fucking very interesting was in that clip seeing that dude's physical i i, I kind of oh, wish his lip we,
0: like I, quivering i
1: was doing the same shit though yeah i when i was in that trance i was doing the exact same shit and i wish we had recorded that now i do because just as evidence mm-hmm. like my voice changed i could feel it's it it's an
0: like, emotional experience because. It- when you undergo trance like that in a scenario like that you are kind of between worlds
1: i felt like my words were coming out on their own and they were coming out really stuttery and like it was weird it was such a weird i i felt like i wasn't fully in control of my body and like uh-huh. it was very strange and then like the crying shit. we need to do more hypnosis experiments mm-hmm. put me in coach yeah let's fucking go oh yeah let's, let's see what's shit. in there yeah I won't, okay. I won't
0: make you get abducted by aliens, though. No. I promise. No, no,
1: no. Or, like, do make me get abducted. Yeah. Master, send me in with, like, a fucking flamethrower.
0: <laughs> yeah, i will send Burn you prepared. This oh, my God. That'd be
1: fun. <laughs> yes. Because that's... I've been really thinking about the idea of... Hip, and I, I realize hypnosis isn't the r- exact right word here, but I'm going to use it anyway. But In lieu
0: of a better word? In lieu of
1: a better word. Uh, like, hypnosis as a weapon hmm Um entrancement. Entrancement as a weapon. Yeah. yeah. And I think that we see that with QAnon.
0: Well, really, actually a good word for it is mystification.
1: Yeah, it's a good word.
0: Depending on the context. I think in, in terms of like uh the QAnon people, it almost it's like a bunch of mystified people. Like they're under a spell.
1: Right. Yeah, there's
0: people who their whole lives have been relatively normal, never believed that, you know, their their aunt was a secret CIA member who they have to murder because she's actually a lizard person. Right. Like, how are people who have never displayed any symptoms of paranoid disorders all of a sudden just like everything everywhere is out to get them part of the cabal yeah. part of the
1: it's the, what's the same reason they did it back in the fucking 30s with the I.M. yeah it, and it, it and it is they're it's all like,
0: mystified
1: they're mystified and like you know like one of the a hypnotic induction technique is fractured speech mm-hmm. you know speak not speaking in complete sentences and shit which is by the way a technique that politicians use all the time They it, it, it again makes you confused makes you need to pay attention more because yeah. you know um,
0: you know what else they do? They start a sentence, trail off, and then forget that sentence and just start a different sentence.
1: A lot of times I think it's by design. Sometimes it's because they're losing their brains. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but look at like George W. Bush. Watch, Go watch some old speeches of George W. Bush back before he was an old fuck paying cats. Like that dude was not as dumb as he pretended to be. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't. He's not, he's not the smartest guy. No politician is the smartest guy or there wouldn't be politicians. But he... he he would do that shit, that playing dumb. That, Sometimes
0: it's favorable for people to think that you're dumb.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, yes, J- Joseph Smith and Mormonism. Yeah. That dude pretended to be a fucking idiot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's not. He wasn't. No. Very, very well read. That dude read a lot of Masonic books, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's uh, woo. Yeah, and I, alien abductions too. David Jacobs. Yep hypnosis the fucking the, the the problem with putting shit in people's heads and it's not that it's not even the experience of it it's the remembering the experience of it
0: right you know? well it's like that
1: makes it real that happened Crowley, to that person
0: um when you mentioned like the idea physical manifestations actually just being vivid uh visions in your mind yeah. that makes sense to me because when you have a dream that's really, really vivid, you're you're going to remember it as if it's a real memory that happened to you because you can feel the emotion that you felt. And I feel like memory is really strongly tied to emotion. Mm-hmm. So if you have a strong emotion connected to an experience and you can visualize that experience, then that's a real memory whether or not it happened in physical reality.
1: Right. And then from a societal perspective, that real memory... Changes that person and then makes that person act in a certain way. Yeah. So, like, you know, there's all the debate about, um, you know, can you can you hip, hypnotize someone and make them do something that they wouldn't otherwise do? Yes. The Manchurian candidate. Like, I don't think it matters. Yeah. Because you can circumvent that by making them remember something. And then that memory will ripple out. Yeah. You, you might not be able to make a Manchurian candidate, but you can sherry sure shit direct swaths of the population. Mm-hmm. You know? There's some rumors of – I don't know if it's a rumor or if it's just an unvetted source or if I just don't trust the source or maybe I found it on Bibliotheca Pleiades. Yes. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But um, the idea of Hitler, Hitler having seen a hypnotist for the first time before launching his political career and, uh, you know, the the probably paranoid pondering of is the Nazi salute the, the arm in the air hypnotist thing? It's a Roman salute It's what it is. Yeah. But –
0: Regardless, Maybe. any yeah. sort of like repetitive action like that mm-hmm. is, yeah, it yeah. draws you further into that different reality because you know you all do that together. Then you're you're part of the the group. You're assimilated.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You've taken on that identity because you do that salute.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or you, man, I'll just fucking play it. <laughs>
2: Within me.
1: Yeah, you get a couple hundred people in a room singing weird shit like that together.
0: Blaze now within me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We're not getting too deep into that. Yeah, that's in another 20 minutes. We'll
0: come back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, but there's so many ways to reinforce beliefs and behavior into
1: yeah. people. It's real physical techniques.
0: Yeah, it's better if you bring it into the physical.
1: Yeah, and like that's kind of what I mean about demystification about a lot of things. Like These are physical techniques you can use to unlock real latches in brains and make really weird shit happen. Right. And it, it does not matter if... I mean, UFOs are real. There are things flying around in the sky. That's Yeah, and that we much, don't know what they are. We don't know what the fuck they are. But that's also always seemed very incongruous to me with some of the weirder cases of extraterrestrial contact.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't it? think they're related.
1: <laughs> they might not. Well, I don't know because they, might they, be. they do always, you know, the thing with Injured Cold is that there were other eyewitnesses to the UFO. Mm-hmm. That's the weird part about that. But, like, doesn't it fucking seem, after looking at the alien abduction shit and, like, doesn't it seem like Woody Derenberger just got fucking hypnotized and had a trance experience? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what that seems like. Was Indrid Cold actually a fucking spook? Right?
0: I don't know. Like, you've heard of stories of, I don't know, CIA or FBI, Mm -hmm. um, like, bringing in people to an office who they think might know something and they hypnotize them Mm -hmm. and they, they hypnotize them for like three hours. And then the person wakes up and it feels like it's been like 10 minutes and they have no idea Mm -hmm. like what happened, you know, like that. It's a method that is used. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily to extract information, but it's a great way to get inside someone's mind and understand how it works.
1: A lot of times it's just to poke at the mind. Yeah. See what happens. How
0: does your mind work?
1: Yeah, like MK Ultra was very real and very horrifying. And that was it's just it was a real thing we did and it's one of the most horrifying things ever. Yeah, and so that like but then the problem is you can make this whole nice and this is where like conspiracy theory fails because you get this whole nice picture of like world's well, being run by hypnotists.
0: Yeah. Right? Well nobody wants to think that they're being brainwashed.
1: For sure. But there's also But other, we all kinda are. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's that culture just does. Like that.
0: we are that
1: culture programs you. You know, you're not someone. A kid raised by wolves is not the same animal as a person raised in culture.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Terrence McKenna's the whole thing about culture as an operating system, um, I think, is very true. You can honestly think about the brain as a computer quite often, and it.
0: And I do. It's very apt.
1: Yeah. Oh, I think about a lot of things as systems. Yeah. It's all a systems.
0: Convenient way to think
1: about things. I usually like gears pop into my head more than circuits, I think, which yeah. is weird because it's way more like circuits. Mm-hmm. Like in, in actuality, I like a good gear. That, that, that theory gets confounded by a lot of things, though. The fact that there were other witnesses to injured cold UFOs, there were. There's other shit going on right. too. That's just one I'm thinking, common thread.
0: So, like with the hybridization program, which yeah. is a relatively like last last half a century, yeah, phenomenon of yeah, like yeah, yeah. tales of people getting abducted and their eggs taken or their sperm taken, and then they have babies with aliens to undergo this breeding program. That I feel is separate. From the phenomena of like seeing weird shit in the sky,
1: yeah, and the phenomenon of like the the space people, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. There's just like there's so many different uh, flavors to the UFO phenomena,
1: right? I mean, that's the UFO is phenomenon is the I think it's the the gateway into this shit for a lot of people. Um, yeah,
0: well, it's an amazing way to explore the psychic realm, I think, because it is, it's an airy, an airy elemental, if you will. Yeah, Like it is, it represents the element of air.
1: At this point, I think I will.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So when people open themselves up to the element of air, which I think is blocked off for a lot of people, um, we don't really notice the air that we breathe around us too often but it's there constantly and it's what we need to live and it's the thing that supports uh, life. And we just like kind of don't think about it too much. So when we're, I feel like air represents that ever-present but unseen force that affects our life, which is our subconscious. Yeah. So when we look to the skies and see things that are there but aren't really supposed to be there, it's like it, it mirrors when you, Notice something about yourself that you never noticed before, and it yeah disturbs you.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, in um, in Kabbalah, the Yetzira, the world of uh, air, is like in uh, Western magic, scene as the astral plane. Yeah, you know, um, and I think that it's also the you know represents information mm-hmm. and shit like fucking UFOs started showing up right when information technology and information warfare started becoming the thing
0: right and you air know. also corresponds with like communication mm-hmm. so it's very much i i feel like that is coming more into our sphere of awareness yeah the more that technology becomes an ever-present thing in our daily lives which it is
1: i mean you can think of uh you flying flying saucers as the heralds of the age of aquarius
2: Mm-hmm.
1: you know The age of information technology, static, static information.
0: Yeah. Because then I think everyone imagines a different thing inside of the UFO, too.
1: I think it's just the thing. Yeah. I think that the idea that those are vehicles is preposterous. Right. That's silly. Yeah. The idea that they're space aliens from another planet that no one saw coming with the telescopes, but they came from some other rock somewhere else. And they got two legs and two. I'd be more inclined so to, dumb. to
0: believe that I conjured it, like with my mind. Yeah, it's just like some random fucking like vision that I've conjured. Yeah, into or, my awareness.
1: Or that is the UFO. Like the or the UFO it's some, is the alien.
0: Yeah, it's some unknown. Oh yeah,
1: I saw it. There's this. There's a study. I like that idea. Well, dude, there's a, a paper from I believe 2008. Uh, I forget. It was put out by a, a very prestigious university. I forget which one. You can go look for it, though. It was about the possibility of plasma based life love it yeah because and very into it yeah they because they found that plasma which is you know ionized gas the fourth state of matter charged gas basically uh it, it it shows the same um self-organizing uh patterns as life does and like yo what animates the human being if if consciousness is only a uh, emergent from a physical thing what's it emergent from electricity what does the brain do except direct electricity charges like to yeah. different cells and make different things happen? Like charged gases, self-organizing. Maybe that's the blue orb. It's literally just a fucking smart ball of plasma. Right. Who the fuck knows. I love that you know? though. I do too. I think. It's really I think that really that's
0: good. really cool. It's really good. Um, because it. Have you ever just like had a moment where you realize that nothing's really there? And you're only seeing it because yeah. you have a brain and yeah. eyes to see it. Yeah, but you don't know if anything's actually really there because you're not actually really seeing anything. Your eyes are just interpreting like uh, waves.
1: Take acid and go try to pee in the woods at <laughs> night. Like you'll like, you'll understand that very well.
0: Oh God, um, I was thinking about that the other day, and it it made me wonder. Like, so what's really here? You know, I'm here and I'm looking at everything and I'm feeling everything with my senses and experiencing it. But I don't I don't know what's really here because there's so much more here that my I don't have the operating system to comprehend. Right. The bandwidth that we can experience and see is so tiny.
1: It is fucking
0: compared to what how wide
1: the the spectrum
0: the range is. Yeah. So it's. What else is here that we can't see and we can't be aware of?
1: Yeah, like there might be shit that we just can't see.
0: There could very well be plasma beings all around us. Yeah, there could. We don't fucking know.
1: There could be the fucking matrix code written in, you know, ultra, ultra, ultraviolet light, something we can't see.
0: Oh, you ever wake up late at night and like go to the bathroom and you can see everything in grids like you're looking at the mesh forms in like a 3D computing software i've had that. not it's exactly so that trippy. but i know what you're talking it's so true you can just like see everything's grid form
1: i if don't you're get looking at it form. before
0: it's been like rendered <laughs>
1: so weird i don't get the grid form but i definitely get very weird visual distortions like, yeah half it, a, i
0: can see why some people think that like this is a simulation it's like well yeah your brain is computing it
1: yeah and it's like you
0: are the this is a, a 3d interface
1: yeah that yeah
0: that we're communicating with
1: and like you know, I, I I have such a problem with the simulation hypothesis because I think it it's, doesn't matter to me. Well, I know, I know it doesn't. Yeah. It matters to some people, <laughs> you know. Um, it, but like, I think I think it's just as reductionist as, as thinking that UFOs are space aliens from another planet. It's like w- we know that we could build a simulated world, so we're probably just a simulated world inside some other human's computer or something. Like, okay, so where does it stop? Like, what do you what what? That's a cop out. It's a fucking cop. Out. Right. Um, the, I, I, I think it's more likely that the, it's the idea like that you can think of computer and, a, and a, a computer as a model of what's actually going on. Right. You know what I mean? That it's a dumber version of the higher level of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the, the simulated world in the computer is a piss poor. Um,
0: I think it's simulator. better than to look at if people who are into simulation theory to think of themselves as the source of the simulation. They are simulating the reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because I think as a person who experiences hallucinations, I'm acutely drawn to the awareness that there's more here than we can see and that we can add to our reality with our minds.
1: you're also very discerning about shit, too. And that's why I love talking to you about this stuff, is because you you do experience hallucinations, Mm -hmm. you know how to fucking pick apart the bullshit. <laughs> like yeah. you're one of the least credulous people I know. Yeah, you know, which is not surprising, but like, it's not surprising at all because I know you.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know,
1: but like, it's 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 a really cool perspective to be able to bounce shit off of. Yeah, is um, I'm you know I'm crazy in my road, right? but it's a totally different kind.
0: Right, and I always used to think about people who hallucinate or hear voices as that they must be schizophrenic. That right. must be really scary, but actually. It's not, or it, it it isn't always. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. I think of it as it is my subconscious sending me messages that it i it doesn't want me to avoid.
1: It's such a cool way to think about it.
0: It's like I, I it. yeah, there's a part of myself that is speaking to me that has no other way to communicate with me, so it's coming out in a very unavoidable way and like i'll be biting my nails and i'll just hear a voice say stop that <laughs> i'm like thanks
1: <laughs> that's awesome though. You know? like, That's fucking great.
0: so it, it makes me wonder like or you know i'll uh i'll see like my my cat who died like jump up on my bed yeah and i'll feel her weight settle next to me and it, it makes me wonder if there how much more there is, how much that our minds add to reality that's not there, and how much more our minds could be capable of.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's certain things, especially with, like, communicating with the dead. That's one of the few weird things I actually have, like, firsthand experience with.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it freaks me out.
2: Yeah,
0: because <laughs> it's like, what is that? We're told that that shouldn't be a thing that happens. Yeah,
1: but it, it has happened for me in some very personally meaningful ways. And not some really into,
0: awesome ways. Yeah.
1: And not going just going into a haunted house and like whoa No,
0: but like, like prophetic dreams.
1: Prophetic dreams, yeah. Um getting closure with people. Yeah. People tell coming to say goodbye and then waking up to the phone call, you know? Right. Shit like that. It's uh weird. But I no, I can't, you know, I can't be anything but completely agnostic. hmm Yet curious. Yeah. And uh
0: Right. Because I don't know. I like I would never say like, oh, that's actually my like dead cat hopping up on my bed with me. Like, I don't know what that is, but that that's my mind projecting something into my reality.
1: Or it could be the cat
0: or it could be like, yeah, I don't I don't know.
1: Yeah, me neither. It's tough for me, too, because like, you know, my own type of crazy. I got that fucking OCD shit. Yeah. Which I like I. If I I take an idea, like, the way my brain works is I take an idea and, like, I put it in the rock tumbler that is my head, right? Mm -hmm. And it just cycles through there over and over and over again all the time. If I'm writing, like, a a joke or I'm writing, like, a story, a plot line or something, I will just refine that thing over for, like, a whole fucking week. I can't get it out of my head. Yeah. and it's real good. But then it's real, real good. I think at least. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, But, like, that... I start like a nickname I came up for that part of my brain is like the drill. Like I can just drill into things until there's nothing left to drill into. Mm -hmm. And that's got me in a lot of trouble sometimes.
0: Yeah. It's useful in in some instances and and other times it's like, all right, we don't have to think so hard.
1: Right. But like before I learned how to harness it and like how to name it and how to harness it and be like, oh, that's the thing I do. That's me being fucking crazy. It got me into a lot of trouble. And then I like learned how to, use it and then i can like fucking research things and go way too deep into maybe potentially dangerous subjects (laughs) um yeah i don't know sort of a tangent but
0: i think we we both have really good and unique skill sets and i I think think that we both have a different relationship with i guess what would the you? The spooky. Yeah, the the capital S
1: spooky. Yeah, that's. I like calling it the spooky.
0: Yeah, we have different relationships with it that complement each other's.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think I'm I'm more credulous than you are. Hmm. Um. Well, still being a not. I think. I think. I don't know. I think things are a bit more fluid and less uh, solid. I think, or like yeah. a set in stone. I don't know. Totally. You know the way I got into all this is like first through i remember the first time i was like in sixth grade i was walking in the bathroom from lunch and i like s- stopped dead in my tracks and for the first time like thought about thinking and thought about the question where <laughs> where am i in there yeah you know it freaked me the fuck out i'll never forget it mm. and it happens sometimes um yeah i've uh i read about recently a particular subset of ocd i don't know if it's like a real subset or whatever but it perfectly described how I get fucking panic attacks and shit, which is ex- existential OCD.
0: Yeah,
1: like I think about death and the big questions all day, every day. Just all the, it's just all the time.
0: Existence.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's literally, terrible literally because
0: you're never gonna get a, a good straight answer. I know.
1: And it whips me into panic attacks sometimes, know. like full yeah. on, just like quaking on the floor, shit, and like. I th- I think that's why I like so- like high adrenaline video games and shit and like real like flow state shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like that's when I that's when there's no danger of ruminating on things you can't figure out. But like, you know, from there I got really into psychedelics at probably too young an age. Mm. And then I only like, I, but it was always like in, uh, I've always been fascinated by consciousness more than anything. And like raised in a atheistic sort of pagan atheistic household, always had a curiosity about religion yeah, and shit and um, mysticism and comparative religion and all that. And then like, I, you know, I started writing for a, uh ufo publication without like just i just liked the stories and i was never like a serious believer or anything it was more like just it's interesting like, it's just yeah. super fucking interesting oh yeah but, like but i definitely was like oh yeah aliens could be real but then through the course of like writing for that publication which i left because they got got by a fucking they got got by the by the psyop demon by the fascination Damn. beast you know
0: and they claw them uh, and they get
1: them they got them but i also like threw out Writing about that shit, I started getting exposed to Western magic. Mm-hmm. And the the more I learned about Western magic, the less I was able to take the physical reality of aliens or Bigfoot or any of that seriously. It, yeah. started, it started to become very clear that it's a whole lot weirder than that. And, right. but, all, but also can fit in with ration, rational materialism reality much better. Mm-hmm. You know it's just another side to the whole thing but it it starts to make it all kind of start to gel in a way that leaves you still just as confused and alienated and broke but what are you gonna do? yeah such is the curse
0: I'm very much like you in the regard that I started off like very atheistic agnostic yeah with all of these things I thought they were interesting and that aliens probably exist because of course other oh, life oh, forms have to yeah yeah but I did not take much stock. In, yeah, and in things being all too serious. But you know what I was thinking about?
1: What were you thinking about?
0: Um, I think that on some level, my interest in ufology and Bigfoot and the spooky, all these like different folk tales and and stories, yeah, is that it, it's something that is American, and Americans don't like. We don't have. A deep culture. We don't have a, we really don't. Yeah. And I think that the one way to explore America that I like to explore America and my relationship to it is through the folk tales and through all of this weird stuff that people say that they've experienced. Because for me, that's the way that I like to explore the world.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I, you learn so much more about culture from the folktales and the from the myths and shit than you can from yeah ask going and ask what what are you guys all about yeah you know it's what well, it's, it's like you know Anthony Bourdain one of my heroes because he figured out another back door which food. is food yeah, people and yo know, people want to talk about food and they want to talk about ghost stories yeah you know that's what they want to talk about that's how they want to explain tell me their about
0: culture. weird shit that's happened to you yeah
1: that that's how people want to explain their culture mm-hmm. there's other ways too but like those are two great back doors.
0: Right, so that's something that I've always liked too, and it feels very American. This pursuit for Bigfoot, <laughs> you know, we it's never even so... talked about Bigfoot. I, I know it, we have Such an asshole. I know, <laughs> but like, what a better way to like Bigfoot's such an American monster.
1: He's not though. He's not. Yeah. He's not.
0: Our Bigfoot is though.
1: Yeah, but there's the Australian Yaoi. Aus- I mean, Australia, America. There's, they're the redheaded stepchild of the fucking right. uh, British Empire. Like,
0: I know there's, like, the Yeti, too. But there's the there's, Yeti, dude. There's Yeti's other, a big deal. There's other forms of Bigfoot, form, um, but... In our country, like the culture around Bigfoot, all the fucking that's, History okay. Channel shows. Yeah, that's so American. All the like it's mountain ins- monster shows. America. All the guys getting together in in the woods with guns and be like, we're gonna we're gonna track the Bigfoot, <laughs> and they never find anything, but they just keep doing it on the weekends because that's what they do. Yeah, it's like that search for something that you're you know you're not gonna find it, but it's an excuse to get out in the woods and have some fun.
1: You might find it. I've heard um I've heard some stories about like I. Mm. I think just like just like fucking UFOs and shit. I think there's a thing there, there's a phenomenon that people have seen that they call Bigfoot. I've talked to some people firsthand who have the,
0: the, knocks, the knocks, I think, and like.
1: Well, the, I've talked to some people that have seen the fucking thing.
0: The call and response, yeah. But
1: what they saw was a black shape with red eyes bounding across the road. Right. And they saw it multiple times.
0: In my opinion, and, okay, go on.
1: Well, the person I talked to, uh, it was at a party and. People, the topic of Bigfoot or something came up and people were like egging this, this kid on to tell Bigfoot stories and he wouldn't. And they're like, come on. He's like, no, people just laugh at me. Fuck that. I'm not doing it. Because that's what literally what happens. It ruins your life. T- talking about paranormal experiences ruins. your
0: life. Yeah. That's why it's so funny to me. Like, yeah, there are a lot of frauds, but like, come on, why people lie about this shit?
1: Right. Some people would. And there's usually the super successful ones because yeah, they're lying right? to make money. They're trying the to make money. The ones making so money
0: off of it are probably lying.
1: Yeah. So join our Patreon. <laughs> um, but you know, and when people walked away from the fire, we we're standing around. It was just me and him. I was like, I want to hear that. Like, I'm not going to judge you. And I like I had to goad it out of him. And they told me about seeing end quote Bigfoot mm-hmm. in uh, a couple different states three times, which is interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, it was I think the same thing. The Bigfoot that people see the the Bigfoot phenomena. It's the, the it closest. Is a, er,
1: is a, it is a blurry creature.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love the theory that like Bigfoot is an alien, but of course, like alien, that's a confusing word. Yeah, but I I think that Bigfoot again, like the UFOs, are an elemental spirit.
1: Yeah, the Bigfoot is the earth spirit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I agree with that. That
0: thing that you see in the woods late at night and or you don't know what it is on the mountains. Yeah, yeah, those red eyes peering out from you from the darkness and you right. don't know what it is. That those sounds around you. Yeah. that are like make your your skin all, all t- give you chills. Like that's what Bigfoot is. Yeah, and that's I do think that that's real. But do I think that that's like an undiscovered primate? No, that's that, silly. Like no, that's I, silly. I think that it is <laughs> like a weird. Elemental creature that we can sort of like make contact with when we tap into different states of awareness.
1: So I have this working hypothesis that I've been thinking a lot about egregores, and the you know an egregore is when a bunch of people believe a same thing, and then it creates what can be described as an entity, Mm -hmm. a god of that group, that school, that family, that religion, that all that shit, like Uncle Sam. Keck, yeah, yeah. Uncle Sam, Keck, uh, Jesus, mm-hmm. Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. So the Santa Claus and Jesus could be, or there's, those could be God forms, you know? Yeah. But like there's an egregore of a family. There's an egregore of a club. There's an egregore of football teams or whatever. Um, but then I was also thinking about that in the context. It, it, then you can, fo- football teams are a great example, right? Because you think about like, Say the Jacksonville Jaguars right. playing they the changed. New England Patriots. The, the
0: members change, the
1: members change, but, but people still is, root for the fucking yeah. team. The indiv- it's the ship of Theseus. You know, you replace one board at every day. Mm-hmm. Is it the same ship again? Like, yeah, that. So that's the concept of an egregore. The ship of Theseus is an egregore, right? It's that bundle of information around this idea. Doesn't matter the constituent parts. Yeah, and I think the same can be said for people. Like, we're just cells. You know, we're a bunch of individual parts that are get replaced and die off, and it mm-hmm. makes a, a person. We're an egregore. And I think that I've been thinking up for years now about uh, the idea of the global superorganism, life itself as an individual, as an entity. Because totally like, okay, so we say that the whole human being is conscious, right? Mm-hmm. But most people, rational materialists, it's like, if asked, where does consciousness come from in the body? And I don't necessarily believe or disbelieve this, but they'd say the brain, right? But we say the whole human is conscious, even though only one part of one type of cell in the body is responsible for sentience. Yeah. Right. Well, if you think, if you'd zoomed out far enough, you'd see Earth as this rock just covered in this fucking goo.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. It's just goo. It's green and brown and blue goo just moving around and doing shit. Yeah. Um, and we're one sentient part of that. But we're not the only sentient part of that. We know other great apes are sentient. We know crows are sentient. We know rats are sentient. Algae. We don't necessarily know that algae is sentient, but I'm a pantheist. So I say, you know, I'll say I believe it is. Mm-hmm. We know a whole bunch of wolves are sentient. There's a ha- lot of different of organisms yeah. on Earth
0: working together to keep Earth functioning. Yeah.
1: And if consciousness, if mind is an emergent property, then I would say that it's reasonable to suspect that the superorganism, life itself, has an emergent mind. Right. And I think my working hypothesis is that paranormal experiences like Bigfoot and like that are humans interfacing with the mind of life itself, Mm -hmm. your mind. That's kind of, that's the sort of, I don't know, that's the world, that's the paradigm that feels most comfortable to me after some experiences I've had. Yeah. Um, And I think it also tracks with my idea that the knocking angels have been guiding us towards space travel. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's just what, because I think that humans are the Earth's reproductive system. Um, yeah, I think that's what we're here to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's why, I think that's why, like, contact with, you know, the alien, which is the overmind, can be so uncomfortable and alien because it's not just humans. But that's also why, like, it can be very human sometimes. too. Right. But it's also tigers and worms and disease and elephants and all this yeah. shit right it's it's all of that i mean we're just little we're, we are being dreamed by a larger mind mm-hmm. probably by many larger minds but there's one that's like one level up from us i don't know it's just it's some weird dumb hippie shit i think about no i, I think I,
0: it makes sense
1: i know you do but you're crazy
0: yeah <laughs> like it, it makes sense to me that our planets could just be like cells yeah. As part of a, a larger yeah, I mean, organism and, and that we are just like a, a teeny tiny part, just like we're made up of teeny tiny parts. Everything is happening at a micro and macro scale yeah. to me.
1: But it doesn't have to look like a big, like if you zoomed out the universe, it wouldn't look like a big human. No. Right? Like that, like, that doesn't have to fit, <laughs> No, not, you know? not at all. Like, eh.
0: Yeah. Even though I think our, our minds are very... Prone to looking for humans and other things. Definitely, we want to see things from a human perspective. It can be really hard to think about things as not a human.
1: Because we don't, we can't.
0: Yeah, we don't know what it's like. Yeah,
1: we don't have that. You can just imagine
0: what it's like. Yeah, like what would it be like to be a tree?
1: Hey, what's up, guys? So while editing, I realized that my computer glitched uh, twice during recording and cut out the two best best parts of our discussion so this is me telling you that that happened i think it's because we got too close to the fucking truth um but yeah so now we're going to go back into me yelling about theosophy and uh then a bit later on it's going to happen again right when i'm starting to yell about traditionalism that's how you know it's because we got a little too close to the fucking truth Eh, what are you gonna do Yeah, so like this is some of shit I've been researching in the background. I'm trying to formulate what to do with it. India in the uh 1800s and before. Yeah. Real fucking weird and shitty and bizarre. Right. Right. Like the place <laughs> that, that
0: I know nothing.
1: And I didn't either. Nothing about. You know, it's not shit that they really go into depth with in uh, basic ass history courses. You got to right. you got to search that shit out. I you know like if you don't know about the British um occupation of india it's like it's definitely it's weirder than you think it is everything is yeah so you've probably heard of the dutch east india company yes yes that that
0: that was covered in history class right thank you very much
1: so the uh you know they were they were the they were trading in tea and spices all around the indies and shit Mm -hmm. the other people doing that the other sea power was the english or the you know the british the british empire and they had uh this thing called the British East India Company. And the British East India Company is one of the weirdest entities that's ever existed. Uh they they started as a group of a company of adventurers, like a shipful. A couple guys. Yeah. In sixteen hundred. So like right after John D was doing his shit.
0: Oh, this is okay. This is they're like this is when like a corporation basically ran the country, right? Yeah,
1: a corporation became a country. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: That shit I love it. Yeah. It's so it's relevant to today.
1: Right. Exa- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is uh, now we're starting to get into corporate the shit that
0: political power. We've
1: been researching in the background. Yeah. So this is some of the okay, shit. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so in 1600, like after John Dee and Edward Kelly were talking to angels and talking to Queen Elizabeth and plotting the British Empire and shit. A group of fucking <laughs> adventurers went to India from England, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the State of the Union way of saying it, you fucks. It's, I know it's more complicated than that. Yeah, um, they
0: went there. They got there.
1: <laughs> Point and blank. And they started trading with the Indian subcontinent. Eventually, that corporation got really, really fucking rich. Eventually, that corporation subjugated the entirety of the Indian subcontinent with a private fucking army. Eventually, mm. that corporation ran the whole fucking subcontinent as a country and also a corporation with their own fucking flag, their own army, putting down rebellions. they were a country they were a corporation so this is
0: like if Amazon took over yeah, this is like exactly, America this is exactly so just imagine that folks. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can
1: yeah imagine <laughs> yeah. imagine if Amazon took over um you know an area the size of well India <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's a big old place. Big old, the lower third of Africa was just Amazon land, right? Yeah. yeah and they, they started as that entity in like 1745 or so, around about there. hmm And that lasted for over 100 years.
0: That's a solid run.
1: That is a solid run. That's a
0: really, that's like generations of people.
1: Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like it went through multiple, it became a country. It lasted longer than a lot of countries. It had
0: right. That leaves a, a long impression. Sure it does.
1: It had more territory and more money than a lot of countries ever do. Mm-hmm. It had a more stable governance system than more countries ever It was a country, the weirdest nation to ever exist. In fact, <clears throat> when America gained independence, the head of the East India Company at the time was in communication with Benjamin Franklin about potential flag designs for the United States of America. The East India Company argued that the American flag should reflect should should have similarities to the British East India Company flag, and it fucking does. The reason <laughs> it really fu- it fucking does stars and bars, baby. Or no, do they have bars. the? They might just have the bars, the stripes. Uh, yeah, or no, the bar the bars of the Confederate flag. Shit, no, never mind. Stars and stripes, stars yeah, and stripes. stripes. Oh, and their like company seal is just like looks just like a goetic sigil.
0: Yeah, it does.
1: Yeah. Huh.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, their flag is red, white, and blue.
1: Yeah, it has the the Union Jack in the place of where the American stars are. Like, where the stars are in the American flag, they have the British Union Jack, and then it has the red and white stripes.
0: Their logo is, like, it's so minimalist and cool.
1: Hell yeah, they were wizards. They yeah. were magicians. This is post-John D. This is These are...
0: Right, no, this is like a logo that like a company would have today. It's just like a V, and then the little letter... You'll look it up.
1: I mean, <laughs> th- th- these are, like... I'm starting to suspect that these guys are the original spooks, right? The original intelligence. Because they mm-hmm. were at first, they were the arm of, they were the private arm of the British Empire. And they were always, They, you know how Canada is technically under the thumb of the British Empire? The East India Company was like that, but it's more, more under the crown's control, mm-hmm. but not totally. I think it's still correct to think of them as their independent nation. Yeah. Yeah. Less under the control than the colonies were, more than Canada is now, right? Yeah, like they wanted the two flags of America and the East India Company to look similar to each other because they thought of America and the East India Company as the two children of the British Empire.
0: Ah, you know that makes sense,
1: right? And it does. It, it because <clears throat> it's, it's
0: fucked up, but it it's makes super sense. Super fucked up because there's already people there. You stupid fucks.
1: Yeah, no, it's yeah, and they are the two children of the British Empire now. After a particularly intensely fucked up war, um, an Indian uprising, a Hindu uprising against the British East India Company, the British East, East India Company did some real bad shit. Hmm. Yeah. Hindu people did some real bad shit, too. Also, it's their fucking home. So they get a bit of a pass for that. They were also pretty brutal back then, too. You gotta be. They, I mean, one of the things, well, one of the things that they were rebelling against actually was um, the British East India Company banned the practice of um, burning widows when their husbands died. Something like that. Yeah.
0: No, we want to burn our widows.
1: Yeah, that was one of the big reasons it sparked. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, And yeah, I'm going to yeah. cut that if that's wrong. <laughs> that's real <laughs> fucked up to say if it's, if it's yeah. wrong. Oh, my God. Um, How
0: dare you ban our right to burn women to death? That
1: was like one of the th- it wasn't the whole that wasn't the whole thing. Right. That was just the thing that sparked it. Right. Right. The whole thing was there was this corporation that had been controlling this fucking subcontinent for, you know, over 100 years. Mm hmm. This was in 1858. So from like 1745 to 1858, they had dominance. 1858, this uprising happens. East India Company goes too far for even the crown to be cool with anymore. Or maybe that's the excuse. Who knows? Uh But the crown uh, revokes the charter of the East India Company. And from then on, over the course of a bunch of years, the company sells its stock. It dissolves it. All this shit, right? It's not like those people died. Right, they didn't die at all, and in order for that to exist, they they had influence, and as a country, they had philosophical influence. Mm-hmm. They had sway over the minds of the world. Being, yeah, you know, the British East India Company.
0: When you're running the country,
1: yeah, and they represented a particular sort of British imperialism and shit that they also saw in America. Helena Blavatsky got to India about 20 years later, right? Mm-hmm. So the British uh, installed what's called the British Raj. And that was the British ruling government of India. And what's very, very interesting is, uh, you know, you know um, the book The Coming Race? Yes. Yeah. About the Vril, the underground people. It's like the first instance of the underground civilization yeah. with the magic wands and the Vril and the, and the vril and shit. Vril energy. Yeah. That was Ed- written by Edward Bulwer-Lytton. His son was the viceroy of India under the British Raj. God. Yeah.
0: The connections.
1: Right. So to see exactly when that was was he or was he there but i mean regardless of whether he was the viceroy when blavatsky was there we can see that this current of thought is very
0: she was a fan of
1: it's all of the coming
0: race right she liked the book right right yeah
1: and now theosophy was like before blavatsky died um she was like involved with the the hindu movements for independence and shit trying to get out from under the british raj and shit. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to like and dis- say like, you know, Blavatsky and all the theosophists were these fucking monstrous racists and shit. They weren't. Like right. those people like yeah, they had certain sensibilities which would be pretty abhorrent to us now, but they, you know, are, again, this all happens after Blavatsky dies. Yeah. Right? Um Oh, between 1876 and yeah, so Robert Bulwer Lytton was one of the viceroys of India and was the viceroy of India while Blavatsky was there. His dad wrote The Coming Race.
0: Which Blavatsky was a fan
1: of. Right. And which directly influenced, you know, the Shaver mystery.
0: Oh, the um, underground lizard.
1: Right, exactly. Like, it comes from there.
0: The it comes from right energy. there. energy.
1: And now, I suspect, considering that one of the most prominent theosophists, Alfred Percy Sinnott, uh, who is also the dude responsible for the telling his own stories about the masters and making them into characters that like people thought they could meet and shit instead of the metaphors that yeah. this was alfred percy sinnett <clears throat> he was the head of the largest english language newspaper in india at the time right yeah while, wow yeah while edward while edward Bulwer-Lytton's son was the viceroy Just
0: let that sink in let that
1: sink in guys that's yeah. fucking crazy like oh, yeah oh. yeah yeah. yeah. So now after Blavatsky dies, like we can already see that there's a connection between the theosophists, a lot of theosophists, and the upper class in India, which are probably also not only influenced by Edward Bulwer-Lytton, but they're also influenced by the remnants of the East India Trading Company. Because it, again, it's not like those guys fucked off and died. Yeah. They're there and their kids are still there. Their philosophies are still there.
0: Their influence is still there. And
1: now think back to our Ascended Masters series. What do we end up with after Theosophy comes with America? mystic fucking corpo fascism QAnon. and mm. on there like there it is <clears throat> there it fucking is that that's the whole thing like there's and there's a thousand plot threads in there and weird shit that'll happen but that is a fucking that just pings so hard yeah you know i i like well
0: then we end up with k17 exactly the, and in yeah. case you guys forgot and think that we're just you know are saying
1: letters and words yeah and that that
0: we're drawing things together um the the link, the the very bold faced link yeah. is K seventeen.
1: Yeah, K seventeen was the fucking um, you know it's the Q is the seventeenth letter of the alphabet. Uh, he's the inner secret service of Saint Germain. Yeah, that's gonna that's working from the inside with the forces of light to overthrow the corrupt cabal government. Yes. right so like that
0: the ballards. Yeah, that the the uh, black
1: magicians know. with the fear and the fucking yeah.
0: Right, the secret agent on the inside who's giving us his, his private intel. Yeah. Because he has the Q level clearance and yeah.
1: Now, when were they doing that? They were doing that in the 1930s. So that is uh, 18. Let's call it 1878 when Blavatsky gets to what starts theosophy in India. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not even like C.W. Ledbetter was doing bullshit up until the 1900s, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So let's just say 1900s. Let's just say 1900. Why not? Um is already dead. He died in 1885. You know, it's only 30, 34 years until, um, yeah, Ballard's book is published. That's a generation. That's yeah. someone's son. You yep. know, that's just someone's <laughs> son or daughter, as it may be. And in fact is. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's not, the. it's not even a, a it's a strong connection across a very short amount of time.
0: Right, because Guy wasn't really, you know...
1: Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> guy's just... Guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. Edna frightens me. So, then that segues into the real thing I've been digging into and sending you unhinged fucking dossiers about yeah. for the last couple months. Yeah. Not even going to mention this in the uh, episode description because I want to know if they're listening. <laughs> yeah. The fucking Saint Germain Foundation.
0: Oh goodness gracious!
1: Yeah. So. Oh my. I've been. I never stopped looking into them, and over the past couple of months, like we've found some shit. Do you know that? Like, there's a site called the Black Vault where you can go find declassified, uh, FOIA documents. Yes. Right. Um, a lot of UFO stuff. A lot of paranormal stuff. And, you know, I stress again the. The the Saint Germain Foundation is the remnants of the IM activity started by Guy and Edna Ballard, the two most frightening vampires who ever fucked around. Um, yeah, they were they stole their first followers from William Dudley Pelly, uh, the largest neo-Nazi group or largest Nazi group in America uh, leader. But the Silver Shirt Legionnaires, um, you know, published his own paranormal mystic stories. Yeah. had his own ascended master shit. It's often we reported as. The Ballards stole a lot of stuff from William W. Pally. I hold that thought. Now, after Guy died, just fucking died, and the IM activity stopped its, like, preaching and, like, traveling and touring and shit and got stationary, the idea of the St. Germain Foundation, which is their, like, umbrella...
0: Publishing. or
1: It's, it's the Umbrella right. yeah. Corporate, the holding company, right. basically. That became much more important to the organization, and their activities started going much more into the shadows essentially now there are files on a lot of people on the black vault There's files on like um, a lot of people you know you'd know the names of much more like uh bill cooper who the can the the real alex jones right yeah i think he's got his his files like 300 and something pages something like that of declassified documents mm-hmm. um william uh or george uh george fucking williams williamson what the fuck is his name
0: george williamson
1: yeah yeah george what's his middle name Hunt, yes. Richardon Williamson, yeah, he's on there. He's only got like seventy pages or something. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch. of like uh, you know people involved in JFK assassination conspiracy or whatever. Like the su- supposed members of Majestic Twelve, you know, they got a couple hundred pages maybe, or like ten pages. The ballots have a thousand pages on them.
0: Yeah, they're not fucking around.
1: It is far and away the largest collection of FOIA documents on that fucking site. And, may, you know, okay, maybe it's because the other people were even worse and that's why it's not declassified yet. Mm-hmm. Or, or these guys are really fucking bad. And like most- They
0: of, are really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're super bad. And like, so like- I was looking at some of it yeah, and I was like, holy insane. shit, they're, they're, yeah, there's even more nitty gritty details it's, in there.
1: It's fucking insane. So between 19- Basically between Guy's death, like 1940, and then when they went to the Supreme Court and shit, between then and um, I think the latest one is like early 1970s. So like right before Edna's death. So this is the whole time Edna's live, You can go on there and you can read this shit and you can see the narrative of the FBI looking at the Saint Germain Foundation, yeah, and what they've the checking their finances, checking their property ownership. Why I they're can buying have any
0: guns, they're collecting
1: why Donald's buying so many fucking guns. Yeah, because remember how we did like we thought that the uh Church Universal and Triumphant was actually buying a lot of guns, and they were saying they were buying like a couple, it was fine. Yeah. They had like a bunch. The St. Germain Foundation put them to fucking shame. Donald Ballard was buying so many goddamn 3030s and thousands of rounds of ammunition, they were stockpiling rifles and ammo. They're yeah. stockpiling fucking 3030s in like the 60s, uh, 50s, I think that was. Yeah, yeah. Like they, like that's in the files, the FOIA documents on the, uh, go read them on the Black Vault. Right. There's a lot of interesting and shit And you in there.
0: found out something about Edna that we didn't know too.
1: surely did. So as we, as we said in those episodes, like it's very likely, in fact, I would bet my life on it, that Guy Ballard did not write the books he said he wrote. He did not write about meeting St. Germain on Mount Shasta. Right. Edna wrote them. Yeah. Guy was the hype man. He was the money man. He was the performer. Aetna was the brains of the operation. She was the wizard. She, when her and Guy met, she was working at her sister's occult bookstore. hmm Right?
0: Family affair.
1: Family affair. And there's, like, a whole bunch of really crazy sh- details about money and property and shit that I'm not going to get into right now. That's for later, once I figure out how to protect myself. <laughs> um, <three laughs> <fans and laughs> I've been doing some digging. I'll just say that. <laughs> you sure have. I'll say... Swim has been digging, doing some digging. Yeah. <laughs> well, an interesting thing shows up in the FBI files, and that is that multiple times they say that prior to marrying Guy Ballard, Edna Ballard, or Edna Ann Wheeler, as she was her maiden name, was end quote associated with William Dudley Pelly. Mm-hmm. And it's always mentioned in the context of before she met her husband. Guy yeah.
2: Ballard.
1: It's so. I checked out. I was like, oh, this Edna was fucking Pelly. Like they were fucking.
0: Yeah, sure seems like it.
1: Yeah, definitely. It wasn't that like, because I I always had the question of like, how did they get the silver shirts? Right? Like, how did they find them? How did they know who to contact? Because Edna knew them.
0: Right. Because she was fucking their boss.
1: And then her boss was, her ex boyfriend was in prison.
0: Right. She steals her fucking followers. It's excellent. It's a
1: tale as all the time. Perfect. Yeah, dude. That's why she's frightens me. She's oh, a Edna. fucking powerful wizard. She's the worst. She's the Edna, best. It's terrifying. Oh, god damn frigid Nazi wizard bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Playing her golden harp and dooming the world.
0: Oh my god, really? Yeah, dude.
2: That's oh. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs>
1: so, yeah. And and so I checked this out. I was like, could this be true? Could this be well, it turns out. Wouldn't you know it? Up until Edna met Guy, like, the very year, William Dudley Pelly was writing for a newspaper in Chicago <sighs> where Edna lived. And okay. And r- right at that year, he left for fucking India to become a fucking uh, foreign correspondent. God. He went to walk the earth after a breakup. I've done that.
0: Wow. Okay, you know, it makes so much sense. So he leaves, and she's like, "I need new flesh."
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. no, I think he probably left when she started dating Guy because Guy probably had more money because Pelly was a writer. Yeah. Guy was a stock swindler. Hmm. Guy definitely had more money.
0: Yeah. No. But then they were really broke. Well, they yeah, broke a, for he was several that's years. That's true.
1: They, they were super, they were destitute for most of their time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Up
0: until they got really, really rich.
1: Guy was a veteran. He just came back from World War One. Yeah. Pelly was a writer. I can see it. Yeah. Although Pelly's more handsome, way more handsome. hmm Like a lot more. Holy shit. <laughs> what the fuck, dude?
0: Somehow and, Guy which, did it, though. He played the role.
1: He had the, ch- he had the. He has the charm. He has the performance. Yeah. He has the charisma. He has the
0: regular beam. guy. He's he's just a regular guy. Well,
1: he's also highly charismatic. Yeah. He has that charming beam that, like, Elrond has and shit. Yeah. Well, f- fucking, wouldn't you know it, that, like, after his, Pelly's time, like, abroad, that's when he comes back and starts writing about spooky shit, mystic shit, he, and fascist shit. He'd always had tinges of that, mm-hmm. but it really wasn't until he got back from his travels. <clears throat> Perhaps after a breakup from a with a woman who worked at an occult bookstore.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: It's not that the Ballards learned magic from William Dudley Pelly or maybe they le- maybe Edna learned fascism from William Dudley Pelly? Mhm. But William Dudley Pelly learned magic and mysticism from Edna Ann Wheeler. I would yeah. bet my fucking life.
0: Yeah, it really fucking seems that way. Yeah,
1: it really does. It's a Means motive opportunity, yeah, right. It's right there. She was the wizard, um, yeah, yeah. So again, like the these fucking guys are right at the heart of all of this. And again, no one knows about them, even though they have a thousand pages of declassified documents, right? Well, you can read right well, now. Well, we do
0: and we our do. listeners do,
1: and they do. It's just it's astounding to me. It's just so crazy, man. And you, these guys got a lot going on. Even now, they got they got a lot of stuff, and it's. I haven't been sure how to cover it because it is legitimately the only thing I've ever been scared to touch.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Those houses, why Why does no one go in and out of those fucking buildings? What's uh, in there? Yeah. What's in those churches that no one ever goes in or out of? Hundreds of fucking buildings all across the goddamn country.
0: A bunch of pictures.
1: With way of too much money. Drain. What the fuck is happening there?
0: Yeah.
1: So strange.
0: It is. It's really weird.
1: It seems like a, a psyop, right? Whole thing seems like black money shit. Right. Like- it's just a money laundering for it seems like epstein shit
0: yeah, or robert
1: yeah. maxwell jeff like you know that's the vibe i get from it but they were the bowdrop were operating way bef- well before the oss and the cia were uh-huh but maybe the spook shit goes back to the british empire and the east india company maybe the spook shit goes back a long fucking time like i don't know what's going on there yeah that's a, it's a infinite playground of terror <laughs>
0: you what know, was also weird the church universal and triumphant prayer that was yeah. read at that QAnon event.
1: Yeah.
0: By what's Mike it? Mike Flynn. Yeah. By Michael Flynn. And he read like an Elizabeth Clare prophet, like prayer. But like, what the fuck is that guys? I mean, we know exactly what it is, but I, it's just like a wild th- That happened like after, after we looked into her. Yeah and i was just like what?
1: right because we already saw the similarities.
0: Yeah, so it like, was just amazing to see it come into like the, right the real there. world like right. that in such a, a visceral way like on my twitter timeline. Yeah, I'm like wait a second.
1: Yeah. That was bizarre. Yeah. Well, you can't play your cards that close to your chest. You you, you can't you can't <laughs> avoid showing your hand for Well, them. it's interesting
0: yeah. that they chose a he chose a church universal and triumphant prayer instead of a I am activity one. Okay, so... Because the church universal and triumphant is so much more like s- softball.
1: Well. I think. Here is an interesting thing. Another thing I found. It seems that after the Supreme Court case in the 1940s, one of the inner circle left this dude in town. Also, there's a lot of people connected that are like... Actually, there, a lot of them are... They're mostly dead. But there's a lot of... uh uh, Italians and Germans huh. who would be like 90 years old at roundabout now. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, it is. It's real funny. Like specifically, Italians and Germans who would be yeah. like 100 years old, 90 to 100 years old right now. It's hilarious. It's just
0: something. It's just right there. It's just when, right
1: there. When they get Method, it's going to be
0: a real trip.
1: They're already dressed up as angels and dancing around. Yeah, right? the fuck is that? They're way too nice of a sound system that they use piss poorly. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. But, like, um, but it seems like this dude, this Italian dude, he went east and was sort of responsible for uh, the bridge to freedom, Geraldine Innocente.
0: Okay. So someone who broke off from the I.M. activity in a yes, circle? Yes,
1: yes, yes. And it seems now that the what remains of the bridge to freedom, also Innocente, mm-hmm. Geraldine sounds like a Latin American name, right? Yeah. Yeah. I bet it's Argentina or Argentina or fucking- Argentinian- Uruguay. Argentinian or Uruguayan yeah. or one of the countries where the, Nazis hit, where the Nazis hit. I
0: love saying she's, it.
1: She's white as fuck.
0: It's so much fun to say. It is. Geraldine Inocente.
1: But yeah, she's white as fuck. And those are the countries where uh, a, lot, a lot of Nazis hit in South America. And I'm yeah. wondering if there's a connection there. I, I, I don't know. I haven't looked into her that much. but Because they're the innocuous ones, actually. Like The Bridge to Freedom is innocuous as shit. A lot of the IM websites you'll find will say like, we believe in the, you know, the work of the Ballards and uh, specific, always specifically Godfrey Ray King. Yeah. The work of Godfrey Ray King.
0: Godfrey Ray King, not
1: Lotus, but Godfrey, specifically name checking guy, uh, and the work of Geraldine Inocente. Yeah. They don't mention Edna. They don't mention Church Universal and Triumphant. Hmm. Also found that websites which. Linked to Church Universal and Triumphant are clearly branded Church Universal and Triumphant. Yeah. Or registered as trademarks by the St. Germain Foundation in the early 90s and late 80s. Yeah. So it seems like there was a splinter group, the Bridge to Freedom. And then at some point, probably after Edna's death, I bet the remainder of the I Am reached out to, because Edna and um, Mark died like right around the same time. Mm-hmm. Edna, Mark, and Donald all died like basically the same year. Yeah. Yeah, which is weird. But That's remember
0: weird. the year that Edna died, her spirit came.
1: Yeah, no, fuck all that. We're in spook territory right <laughs> now. We're not we're in we're in gangster spook territory. We're, yeah. not, fucking, we're not in fucking spirit world. I know. The three leaders of the like three of these leaders like they all died like right around the same time.
0: They did, yeah. Right.
1: And Elizabeth has Elizabeth Clare
0: Donald's death was very suspicious.
1: Yeah. Um yes. And Elizabeth Clare Prophet, as we figured out, was a true believer. Yeah, to to a degree that drove her fucking insane. Right, which means that she would be a perfect, it it would be a perfect play for the remnants of the I Am activity, which are really silver shirt Nazis, to extend an olive branch to Elizabeth Clare Prophet. Yeah. In the wake of like, hey, we represent the original teachers who you deeply believe in.
0: Yeah, you know, it's so weird. We don't have beef that, with you anymore. Yeah, Church Universal and Triumphant like still exists. They're still there. They Changerman Foundation. Yeah, they just fly so far under the radar. Right. I mean, they're are- so far. It's really like just the perfect venue to to do nefarious business.
1: Yeah, and okay, so without getting too much into that, well what's so let's, let's connect about? It. What's some of the nefarious shit they might be up to? Well, you know, I I also found that there is a lot of um businesses uh who, who who registered um the like the owner of the business on their like tax forms as being um a fellow named saint germain yeah literally on tax documents it's, it's, yeah it's all in the public sphere you know it's just right there you can just look at it yeah what saint germain opened a lot of businesses opened yeah. a lot of fucking businesses including a lot of reiki and uh massage therapy places it's
0: so interesting
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh therapists specializing in transpersonal uh
0: psychology psychology
1: transpersonal hypnosis and also like uh, past life regression all this shit hypnosis and all this god. stuff and a lot of them are branded like violet violet flame therapy oh god processes. like a ton of them and like throughout the country all violet flame licensed therapists and all this shit violet flame branded and, shit. and
0: i'm sure a lot of them are like really nice people but they're feeding the beast
1: or they might not be because here's another thing i was thinking about <coughs> and this is some shit the cia was looking at during uh, mk ultra Is like how do you trick people into into acquiescing to a hypnotic trance
0: Make them think that they're just coming in for... a Reiki. Yeah, an energy healing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Just getting a nice massage.
1: An energy healing. Yeah. Past life regression, you know? All you you would need to do is get someone alone in a room, just put the seed of an idea in their head to get them to, just like the Ballards wanted to do, it wasn't about who was in there. They weren't a cult. They were a zombie army. It wasn't about who was there. It was just about having the bodies there when they needed it. Right. All you would need to do Plant a seed in someone's head just to maybe get them there when you need the bodies there. To get Mm -hmm. them to show up at a mass protest someday to overthrow the fucking government. So that's what I've been looking into for the last couple months.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So interesting. And the violet flame. The violet flame, as we know, is just like such a such an interesting
1: symbol. We found out where that came from. Yeah. Yeah. We found the source books from all their bullshit uh, a couple weeks ago. It was, um, I forget what the other one was, the the Masonic Saint, where the myth of Saint Germain or something. Or, uh, fuck it. Let's talk about the Violet Flame. Yeah. Yeah. The so, term the Violet Flame is the the violet, consuming Violet Flame of Saint Germain, just to catch people up.
0: Uh, which plays very prominently into Church Universal and Triumphant.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's still... <clears throat>
0: They're big on the
1: Violet Flame. I started getting a lot more information when I started Googling Violet Flame instead of I Am Activity, Guy Ballard. On yeah. This, uh, violet Flame was my big hit.
0: Right. It's that the they use it as the symbol of transmutation, mm-hmm. you know, with the burning of the Violet Flame.
1: Assuming Violet Flame. Right. Weird phrasing you know?
0: Indeed. And you found, you sent it to me. Yeah, that's right. This 1899 science fiction book.
1: Yeah, like super proto science fiction. Yeah. Called Violet Flame, the Violet Flame, by this guy who went on to, he was like a, he went to the Naval War College in England and like, would go on to like, make these books that were like, diagrams of ships because he was a great, like he was a great at drawing ships and some shit. It's weird. Like he had a whole career in like, military documentation or something to but do it. But then he
0: wrote the this science fiction book. But he wrote
1: book, this science fiction book called The Violet Flame.
0: Which I started reading and I usually, I don't read shit from 1899 <laughs> because it's kind of hard to read. It's usually written in like the type of flowery language or old English that that yeah, yeah. is not so accessible to a feeble mind like mine. But it's, it's written very accessibly and easy to read and I read a couple of chapters of it and in it it's like The protagonist is hanging out with this professor who's sort of like kooky for his time. Yeah, yeah. You know, but he's he's really smart and everyone likes to hang out around him to hear his crazy ideas.
1: Classic archetype.
0: And he has this idea that the Earth could just be like a molecule in the grand scheme of things and that the universe is a small part of a large whole. Yeah. And that everything is happening at a micro and macro level. And what a crazy idea. Kind of like what we're exactly what we we're talking about earlier.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's um, a very hermetic idea, too. It's very Masonic hermetic.
0: Yeah. Idea. Yeah. So this professor, he has all these crazy ideas and he he wants to show this guy this experiment that he's been working on. And he shows him this demonstration of this violet globule that just like bursts forth and all of a sudden, a, a bunch of other little bits come off of it. And like a universe starts to form and it's basically like the Big Bang. Yeah. Without putting that in into language within the book.
1: Without the modern models of physics.
0: Right. Because yeah. that term didn't exist but when it was written.
1: It's the same thing.
0: Yeah. So what what the professor is sort of demonstrating is the... the The spark of the universe is through this, the violet flame. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so that's what the violet flame is. Well, I
1: think also at the end of that book, it's turned like the violet flame is like a super weapon.
0: Yeah. I haven't read the whole thing. Oh my God. Yeah. The apocalypse happens and shit. Right? Yeah. 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 And and that's like what the whole violet flame is like. Oh, violet flame, come violet flame, blaze, violet flame, go.
1: Which is crazy because like like, from the very start, I was saying that this is a death cult. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fucking Nazi death cult. Right. Yeah. They're praying for the eradication of everything so that a new world can start.
0: Yeah. Even the earth itself.
1: Yeah. This is reactionary millenarian thinking. That's always been here. And that's scary. It's fucking terrible. It's
0: really scary to me to think about a bunch of people in a room in a church singing about the violet flame that's going to come and destroy the universe.
1: It's Lovecraftian death cult shit. Yeah, the same like the like ultraviolet Ulu rays and shit of, of and the sun. Fiction, yeah. Right? Same fucking thing, which is like Saint Germain is a Lovecraftian horror. Nyarlathotep. The it, Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah the yeah. thing that like creeps into your into your into your life and is like,
1: "Hey, well, this
0: would be a good idea." Have you have
1: you read Nyarlathotep?
0: Yeah, it's very short.
1: Yeah, but it's like but it's not a creep in, it's a spectacle. Yeah. It's Nyarlathotep is the magician. He shows right. you the spectacle that hypnotizes you and sends you marching right out of there to some unknown, terrible purpose, which is exactly what they were trying to do.
0: Right. So it's like, it's the Ooh. thing that it, it convinces people to do things because they think that it's for a great purpose and will give them great prestige or great riches right? But it's actually just this thing, this entity that's leading you towards destruction and death because that's all, that's what the logical end of a human life is anyway. And then it's just gonna be amused by your suffering.
1: Yeah, well, I also think that, like, you know, just because we we shouldn't make the assumption of, we shouldn't make the logical leap of just because something operates in a non-physical way, in a metaphysical way, which, it, you know, we can think of, like, how memes work and shit as metaphysics like that's is metaphysics right right? we tend to give that a lot more power as a baseline than it needs to have Mm -hmm. like they can do all this shit they can do this naira bullshit and get a bunch of people to storm the capital or something like that um and they can still fuck it up
0: oh yeah because they're
1: people like they're just magicians and magicians are people
0: right but I i think that that's even like what this type of entity feast off of is the chaos yeah, he probably does. and the disorder. It's like I don't give a shit what the outcome is. Just right. fucking fuck shit up.
1: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I like
0: it. It's I funny.
1: Like it. Uh yeah. You
0: know? Doesn't want to see you succeed.
1: He likes the fear.
0: Yeah. He
1: really likes the fear. Yeah.
0: Makes you think you're you're gonna succeed.
1: And you know, by that same token I wanna also the thing I've been looking into for a couple years too is uh the school of traditionalism and like Alexander Dugan and Steve Bannon and shit, which is n- not the same thing, actually. Mm-hmm. I was really t- surprised when I finally came to the conclusion that it's not the same thing as the I am shit, the theosophy shit. Even though the first mystic book Steve Bannon ever got while he was in the Navy was a book on theosophy. No. Because of course it was. Yeah. Yeah. He's another one. He's an interesting cat, piece of shit, but an interesting cat, way, way less dumb than he. Uh, He's place. not
0: someone that you would ever think has owned a book about anything having to do with Theosophy.
1: Right, but he's a, he's super into yeah mysticism. That's kind of what I wanted to do with this episode is like show you guys how we're do. We want to do this like long form investigative research shit. But we also want to do a weekly release because algorithms love it, you yeah. know, and like we love doing it, getting together to keep the momentum going. It's fucking great. I love it. It's fun. Um, So I think what we're going to do is like, you know, let you guys know, like what threads we're following, which we will continue to cover as overarching themes. And then like in between, we'll do more alien love bite stories. Yeah. Like, you know? We'll do more, like, one-off encounters of silly shit and just, like, tell some jokes because, like, we're always going to try to tell bad jokes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's a big part of what we do. We're talking about all these, like, Nazi death cults and shit, but, like, yeah. with jokes. <laughs> we also
0: have to throw in some baby Godzillas.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, some
0: uh, Blue Sphere Alliance shit. Although, yeah. those are those are big guys, too. Well,
1: yeah. No, I mean, David like, Wilcock and Corey Goode, dude. Those I are mean,
0: real big players. Let
1: me, let, me just, uh, let me just say. Let me just say.
2: Oh, run, you turd! Uh, run! <laughs> tell all the other curs the law's coming. You tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. You hear? Hell's coming with me. Yeah,
1: you,
0: <laughs> you hear that? You hear that, Corey Good?
1: David Wilcock. You hear that David
0: Wilcock? Uh, especially, mostly David
1: Wilcock, honestly. Actually, yeah, yeah.
0: We're gonna get you.
1: Corey Good's just a coke dealer.
0: Yeah, no. He's just like so strung out. Like For I don't good, know. Five. he just smokes pot all day long. That's he's, a, no, that's he's a like, cokehead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the way he's so sweaty.
1: Yeah, the grease, the hair. Yeah. He provides the cocaine that David Wilcock needs to crank out that bullshit.
0: <laughs> like I guarantee Cosmic Disclosure is so funny. The fact that the, the producer of it has come out to be like I oh god you have you have no idea how much editing we had to do to make that shit make any
1: sense. Dude, they did like ten like two hour episodes.
0: Yeah, they had to keep going. The, They've done like the, six
1: seasons now. Some of the like one of the founders of Gaia TV and like some other woman was she did she work for Gaia too?
0: I'm not sure. Do
1: you remember that like series? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, the the producer of it right? Like, yeah. Distanced himself.
1: Well, and they and then they two of them ended up doing. It was He was the producer, and then the woman he did it with was uh, also worked with these guys. They did, like, 10 two-hour episodes of a video podcast, basically just destroying those two. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's insane. Another type of story that makes you want to write crank letters to people. Yeah, you have no idea where
2: this is. This no, is really, so it's
0: so—Gaia TV is so— weird yeah too like who's funding that i mean i guess the viewers are
1: it's east india company black money i swear to fucking god it's
0: (laughs) who is it's not the gold
1: it's japanese gold
0: who is who's pushing all of this weird alien bullshit about some alternative history reality because
1: yeah yeah some like i'm like i'm really am starting to think that we're really getting into like meta conspiracy theory we're finding the conspiracies behind the conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And there are. It's none of the shit doesn't get shit doesn't get put into the ether by accident. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. everything around us is here for a reason. Look around like everything man made is here for a reason.
0: Well, it's like how um, Corey Good and David Wilcock—they go on the Edge of Wonder YouTube channel a lot.
1: Oh, those fucking pieces of shit. Who's
0: ru- which is run by, by Falun F- Gong? Yeah, exactly. So it's the, the yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, 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 Falun Gong and Edge of Wonder is—they uh, are they are fucking bastards. Uh, it's a
0: right wing propaganda machine.
1: Well, it's in Falun Gong is an anti communist propaganda machine that fell into the trap of the enemy of my enemy is my friend and allied themselves with QAnon and shit. Yeah. And that's where a lot of the Q shit, did. they're one of the primary channels from which the Q shit got into um, paranormal shit.
0: Right. Edge of Wonder put out some crazy stuff.
1: Yeah, you can look at, like, just the titles of their videos on YouTube and just, like, see, there's, like, two friendly guys. Right. Hey, having a good time. So talking the that, that- They were fucking, um, Homeboy Star was, like, the the chief, uh, head photo editor-in-chief of the Phelan Gong newspaper, I think, of the Epic Times. Yeah, the Failing mm-hmm. newspaper. Yeah.
0: So Wilcock ending up on Edge of Wonder. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, I see exactly what's going on here.
1: Yeah. 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 There's a lot of fucking threads, man. There's a lot of fucking threads. And uh so yeah, you know, I also want to do more experiments, physical experiments with magical shit um Me too. i want to record some hypnosis experiments i want to document some shit yeah uh and one thing i, I
0: even if it's like if we don't put it on the podcast just
1: for well fun. so this is a thing i wanted to communicate to the listeners so like we are we work extremely hard at this show we put a fuck ton of work in and we love it yes it's so much fun for us
0: it yeah i love um, it too
1: and you know with every Every show needs to, and every like content creator needs to eventually uh, pay rent. Right? Yeah. But we're not really thinking about that right now. Mainly because we've kind of reached a comfortable equilibrium mm-hmm. of how much work we can take on and shit. Uh, and we want to produce other types of media, more things, more shit, cooler shit, better shit. I don't know. I want to do a lot. You know, I want to do a real fucking lot, but I'm acutely aware in my old age, 32, (laughs) as of today, I'm still doing all right. I'm just tired a lot because I'm up all night (laughs) researching St. Germain. (laughs) Um,
0: Takes a toll on you. Yeah.
1: Like, I'm aware of burnout as a thing. Yeah. You know? Uh, And so I think me and you have done a very good job of making sure that we don't take on anything that we can't Mm -hmm. deal with. Um, But like. Stuff's coming eventually, you know, yeah. uh, it, it, it definitely is we'll be able to, you know, th- there's more, there's more stuff coming. We will solicit you for money one day.
0: <laughs> one of these days. Like I'm going to be perfectly not honest. Today. Not today. Not today, but some, someday. listen. But
1: we're trying to, uh, trying to put some longevity and like stability and like start looking at things showing showing more people more things from a nonsense perspective
0: yeah and we'll we'll always do a weekly show
1: yes that is yeah yeah 100 yeah oh yeah free yeah of course yeah i want to make movies
0: yeah (laughs) i I want to make videos too but that takes time a lot of time takes software that costs money no i have all of it yeah
1: yeah i yeah yeah I i want it yeah i have to get it you need a new computer first
0: i need a new computer first and then i need the software video
1: editing is so much more tedious and time consuming than audio editing
0: i went to college for it that's right yeah (laughs)
1: hell yeah because like i'm a photographer like that's like my favorite hobby that i have I fucking i love film i love photography i
0: love video editing my computer just can't do it
1: and i love making music too right like when we get time and good equipment We'll be able to make some fucking real cool shit. Mm-hmm. Score some shit, write some shit, film some shit. It's going to yeah. be really cool.
0: It's all yeah. I know how to do.
1: Just make shit. Just,
0: yeah, cre- create stuff.
1: Yeah, I know how to tell stories, man. I don't know. I like talking about weird shit and making jokes. Yeah. I love ranting. Yeah. I love research. Me too. I love poking at things. Yeah. And I like finding out that the world's way fucking bigger than I thought it was.
0: And weirder
1: weirder so much weirder and i yeah. get that every week like it's the so
0: silverware cool. who knew that the silverware in my drawer had such a cool story yo you guys don't even know they don't yet. even know that yet. next week we're
1: doing this episode guys, in next between week. a series like wow we recorded two and then there's a third recording next you week you
0: guys probably have some oneida silverware too go look just when you when you know and you'll be like wow really
1: take yeah. if, you, if you do go um what you should do is uh, go into an adult video store with a salad and that fork and just like go in like, rent one of the booths and go in there and eat it, eat the salad with the fork in one of the adult video store booths. and You'll get a general sense of what it felt like to make that fork. Yeah. You know, I don't it's know if that's true. actually, <laughs> so, oh, it, yeah. is. Okay. it is. <laughs> <laughs> so to keep that in your head for a fucking week. <laughs> um- yeah, it's
0: just eating salad, watching someone come. You can't. No,
1: they no, they're not watching anyone come.
0: Yeah, right. No but one's they're coming. Th- they're thinking about it. They're wishing that they could. They're wishing it was them, but instead they're just eating salad. No, actually, I looked at the menu for what these people ate. Fucking a lot of fried mush on the menu.
1: Ooh, fried mush, fried mush. Oh, Jesus.
0: They're eating fried mush and they can't come
1: they're all fucking but they can't come yeah 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 i've said talked a lot of shit about the about the catholics it's time to talk some shit about the other side yeah really <laughs> uh yeah so
0: we have a lot of fun stuff planned basically yeah
1: and the state of the union bazaar is strong it is <laughs> and as always
0: nonsense prevails
1: nonsense prevails yeah yeah it's gonna be a good time
0: Hell yeah, guys. Hope
1: you all stick around with us. Hope you enjoyed this talk. Wanted to just open up some and like, I don't know. It's been fucking hectic, crazy, weird week. Shit's weird. What are you going to do? Um,
0: Crazy, weird world. Hectic world.
1: Yeah, it's uh,
0: stressful out there. I've been stressed. You guys don't want to know how many uh,
1: times I've cried. (laughs) Shit's been weird. Yeah. this is like we're doing normally we give a three week buffer between recording an episode and releasing it. This is recording this on a Thursday. It's coming out on a Wednesday. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just I wanted to connect open up a little bit. I don't know. Who knows? For sure. Give some perspective. Well, by
0: the way, guys, we're both on Instagram, Twitter, Nonsense Bizarre, Willow Truman. Sequoia also, Kennedy. also, you can rate us. You can give us can. A five stars on iTunes or Spotify. That would help us out a lot.
1: It does, and thank you to everyone who's done that. It, like, it sucks how much that matters to the algorithms. It it honestly does. And yeah, we unfortunately only think in binary, <laughs> good or bad. I you know. know, five stars or one star. So like, we
0: really appreciate it.
1: It it's unfortunate. Um, wish there was more nuance, but there's not.
0: Yes, and we really appreciate you guys for listening.
1: We really do, and like. We've had some people say some really fucking kind words about um, the shit we do. And like, we really fucking appreciate it. Uh, It's, I think. going. It does. And, you know, so it's been kind of hard for me to put myself out there and and shit and uh, being the weird kid in the woods. You know. Yeah. It's really fun.
0: Couple of weird kids.
1: Yeah. Even though I'm in almost my mid thirties. All
0: right. Yeah. All right. Take care, guys. Take care. Peace out.
1: Take care of yourself. Take care of your dentist. Take care of your lovers. Take care of your guru.
0: (laughs) Take care of your teeth.
1: Take care of your teeth. It's actually pretty important. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.
2: (laughs) 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 That's fun.